Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for a Torah, number 743. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, email me at Rabbi Yismach at Take10FortorahTorah.org. I wanted to talk about something today which relates to this week's parsha, the parsha, the double parsha of Tazria and Metzora. So one of the themes of particularly, uh, well, Tazria and Metzora is the idea of Tzorat. A person can get this malady of, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know what to call it, other than sarat. People call it leprosy, but it's a poor translation. Simply, leprosy is something very different. Uh, this is something more spiritual. But not everybody agrees, and we're going to see a little bit about that in a moment. So where does sarat come up, of course, before we learn all of the involved and detailed laws in this week's parasha? So the first time we have it is, you know, in the, the first experience that Moshe has with God, talking about how they're not going to believe in him, they're not going to believe in me when I go to Egypt and say that I'm your representative to get you out, and he speaks sort of ill against them, assumes that they're never going to believe him, and uh, he causes, God causes Moshe's hand to become um, mitzorat, it becomes white or, or something, it has this uh, this blemish on his hand, okay? That's one place. We have Miriam who speaks ill of Moshe, and um, um, she also, of course, gets tzorat, and they have to wait, and she goes through the process, and the entire camp has to wait, as is well known, and that it happens in Sefer Midbar. Of course, um, it comes up a few times, the idea of Tzorat. It comes up in Navi. There are different characters in Navi who get Tzorat. Tzorat is something which is around. The question is, why does one get Tzorat? So one might su- just suggest it's uh, some sort of infectious disease. Uh, and there are sources that point to that. Uh, the Gemara Ksuvo says, Why do not find people who have Tzorat in Bavel? So um, the Gemara answers, Because they eat uh, radishes, uh, and they drink beer, and they bathe in uh, juices. I'm not exactly sure uh, whether or not that's a appropriate diet or not, and whether or not that's the best thing to bathe in, but that's what the Gemara suggests, and therefore it seems to sound like it's something which is a physical ailment, and it could be healed. If you have the proper medications, you're okay. Now, of course, at that point that you think that it's a physical problem, then you have to understand what the whole process is. You know, you don't get a doctor, you get a Kohen. Uh, what do the birds have to do with anything? The, the cedar, the hyssop, all of the different things that are used as part of the purification process. Why does all the hair have to be shorn uh, from the person's body? Maybe you can explain that that has to do with um, the idea of, of confinement and the person being contagious, and that's why you put them in isolation. There, there are definitely those. For example, the Ralbag, uh, who was very into the idea that this is a, a really a physical ailment. It was Derech HaTeva. It was natural. And all of these ideas can be explained, uh, even in spite of the fact that there seems to be something more to them. But there is no question that traditionally the punishment of Tzorat was exactly that, a punishment, not just a sickness, but specifically a physical manifestation of what really is a, a spiritual cause, a spiritual ailment. And we have that all over the place. The Tanchum and Tazria says, um, A person who has a judgment against them. God doesn't want to necessarily punish the person directly. So first he gets a warning. And then he gets punished, Shenemar. And so it goes to describe how that's why there's a no- notion of tsaras on homes. Then there's a tsaras on 
clothing, and then finally on the body itself. And again, that's difficult to understand if you think it's a natural manifestation of a natural illness. Why would you have that progression? But this measure says that that whole progression, and Rashi quotes this idea in the, in the Torah, that this whole progression is part of the punishment process where you don't get it right away, you get warned, and you go through these steps. The Gemara in Yuma says uh, says something simpler, similarly. Uh, it says, um, you, you can show a house uh, which a person was not willing to lend his things. What happened? Mida connected me. That's a punishment. Part of the process of purification of a home is taking everything out of the home. So you see, if you have to take everything out of the home, you see what the person had. One of the person said, oh, you wanted to borrow my stereo. Sorry, I didn't have a stereo. Then you see later, he did have a stereo. And so it's punishment for such a mida. The Gemara in Erechen, which discusses the Salenk, says, Amarish Lakash, my dechsev zos tia toras hametzora, what is Tsaras for? Zos Toraso shall Motsi Shemra. It's a punishment for Motsi Shemra. It's a punishment for speaking ill of others, specifically making up stories. Motsi Shemra and Mitsora is like a contraction. Mitsora is a contraction of Motsi Shemra when you bear tales about others and you make up things, and that's a terrible, terrible thing to do, and that's what the punishment of Tsaras is for. Similarly, and this is very famous already, we're getting into more uh, well treaded territory. The Gemara Erechen says, why is it that the Mitzorah has to be badad yeshev? Why does the Mitzorah have to be alone? And it's not clear that the Mitzorah could be with anybody else. If anybody else, the Mitzorah could be outside of the camp with maybe other Mitzorah, maybe, but even other people who are tummy. So it seems to be something which is very severe and very serious. And the reason is, who hivdil ben ishli ishto ben ishla reyehu? He is separated between man and woman, between a person, different people. Therefore, it says he should dwell alone. He has to dwell alone because he caused loneliness. Why did he, why did he cause loneliness? Simply because of this idea that he spoke ill. He's talked about one person behind the other person's back. He caused division amongst people. So the Gemara continues. Why does he bring birds? So this person uh, made a, had an action of patit uh, chirping. He should bring a carbon that chirps. He chirped, he, maybe in uh, modern parlance, it should be he tweeted, and he tweeted a little bit. He said something he shouldn't be. He caused division, caused division amongst people, and that person now needs to be divided amongst people. But, if you take a look at the sources, for example, the Medrash Tanchum and Mitzorah, Perak Dalid, you have uh, a very long list of things that are associated with Tsaras. Uh, there's a list of 13 things, and I'm going to read them, uh, read them to you, and, and you'll see that some of them are very serious, some of them are less serious. But the fact that Tsaras is associated with all of these things, and indeed the Medrash does bring Psukim, which associate punishments relating to Tsaras or something having to do with Tsaras, somebody being closed up, and that's understood as being Tsaras, or all of these Psukim, some of them are uh, more of a stretch than others, but all the Medrash associates, and so it goes down 13, a list of 13 things. Number one, Alev Zara, for idol worship. Okay, it's pretty severe. I'll kill Las Hashem for blasphemy. I'll gile arayos for gile arayos for um, you know uh, sexual immorality. Gnevos stealing. Shvuas shav. Uh, it's uh, people swearing falsely. A lot of this starts to sound like the Ten Commandments almost. And then the Allah Hara. Then you have Lashon Hara. So of all of the things we have over here, blasphemy is pretty serious. These are Ten Commandments. These are the types of things which are the uh, the seven Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. They're all there. And then we have Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is very interesting how it's on the list when it doesn't seem to be such 
a big deal, or at least we think it's not categorically as severe. But the Medrash continues, Al edus sheker, somebody who testifies falsely. Now again, that is one of the Ten Commandments. Al hadayin hamakalkel es hadin, a judge who undermines the judgment. Now that's not in the Ten Commandments, but that is in the Sheva Metzus Benenoch, that has to be dinim, that has to be judges, that has to be a court system. Next, Al nichnas betchum she'enu shalom, one who goes into a place where uh, it's not his. He, he, he comes into a, a property that's not his. He takes what's not his. That, to me, think, um, makes me think of Lo Tachmod, right? the Tenth Commandment. Uh, the Tenth, And this is interesting. I wasn't sure what this means. This is explained as the story of Finatal Sarah me Avraham. Um, Sarah took, Paro took Sarah from Avraham, to you know, create I guess uh, uh, some sort of division between people. So it's back to this lashon hara idea. Va'al ayin hara. Now that is also on this list. Ayin hara is specifically referring to uh, people who do not lend to others. People who have tsaras ayin, a closed eye towards other people. And then biyeshomrim af al gasos haruach. Even somebody who's haughty and arrogant. Now then, again, this is not relating to the Ten Commandments or the Shavuot Mitzvahs Bnei Noach, but it's a personality flaw. The af, and finally, al haomer davar b'chaveru sheinbo, one who suspects innocently somebody who does not have the flaw that you suspect. For example, it brings from Moshe. Moshe, who said the Jewish people never believe that I have this job; they'll never believe that I was sent to redeem them. How dare you say that? So most of these are pretty severe issues. Many of the Ten Commandments, many of the Shavuot Mitzvahs Bnei Noach are associated with this deep and severe punishment of tzaras. But we have a couple here which are very interesting. There's uh, Moshe Shemra, we saw in the other Gemara. There's Lashon Hara. There's uh, the idea of Ayin Hara, looking towards other people badly. It's not just between man and God, it's between man and man. Specifically, things that cause division between others, or things that cause division between you and others. So, uh, you might say that this is some sort of natural punishment, uh, as some suggest, but clearly, um, Chazal chose to associate this punishment and therefore the unfolding of the punishment. You go to the Kohen, you check with him, there are different stages, uh, and there's a whole purification process, which a person will not soon forget because of possible severe things that they had done. Now, the challenge, of course, is knowing what it was that you had done. Uh, you might suggest that a Mitzorah who did idol worship should be able to hang out with somebody who did idol worship. He doesn't have to be Badad, he doesn't have to be alone, because only the one who did and divided between people do. But either way, it's a punishment we want to avoid.